Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Proverbs 6, 12-14. I'm talking about communicating God's way. says, what are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars, signaling their deceit with a wink of the eye, a nudge of the foot, and a wiggling of the finger. Their perverted hearts plot evil, and they constant stir up trouble. You trouble coming. You talk in such a way that you make trouble with your words. Your words are just vicious. Number five, never use profanity or vulgar language toward your family members. Never, never, never use profanity or vulgar language toward family members in the workplace, social gatherings, or anywhere else. Never. Colossians 3 8 says, but now you yourselves are to put off all of these. It says, put it off. Don't put it on. It's already on for many people. Take it off. Put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, now, park right here. Park right here. Y'all, this is Maranatha Bible Church. I'm preaching from the Bible. Filthy language out of your mouth. Underline that. Filthy language out of your mouth. Beloved, what kind of speech is coming out of your mouth? Is it God-honoring or is it filthy, shameful, corrupt language? You must dare to be different and refuse to conform to peer pressure by speaking degrading language to those around you. Never cuss your children out. I know they make you mad. I know they get on your nerves. But don't cuss them out. Because one day they might turn around when they get big and muscular and they may turn and cuss you out. You taught them how to cuss. You misrepresent Christ when you're cussing. You know what you do? You show just how limited your vocabulary really is. People who cuss got a real short vocabulary. They need to do a word study so they can embellish and enhance and augment their vocabulary. They saying all these words, words, but you know, that's all they know. They can't speak fluently, intelligently. They put the limited vocabulary on display. You become a poor testimony before your children, which also causes them to pick up your filthy language. It puts the other person on the defensive and it never accomplishes anything good. Because profanity has so saturated our society in the movie industry, television, radio, politics, music, internet, and social media, many Christians have become desensitized and even use it without any sense of conviction. 
which hinders the light of Christ from shining through you. You have to ask God to wash your dirty heart and your dirty mouth. And the reason mouth is dirty is the heart is dirty. Out of the heart comes forth what's out of the mouth. Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. That word edification for building people up, not tearing people down. Building your child up. I'm so glad you're my child. You're my child. I love you, son or daughter, more than you know. And I know you, one day you'll be what God wants you to be. You're already becoming. Now, it's going to be a while getting there, but, but you're going to get there. And I want to let you know right now, I want to affirm the fact that you're going in the right direction. When your child do, does anything good, don't find something negative. It made an A in algebra, but you didn't make your bed. Well, concentrate on the A in algebra. Deal with the, not making up the bed later. You understand? No, don't throw the negative in with the positive. If they made an A, then stay with the A. Don't, don't go to the one C. Yeah, but look down here at this C. You know you could have done that. He made five A's in one C, and you hopping on the C, and then say nothing about the five A's. You gripe or you? Edifying, that it may import grace to the hearers. When the heart is corrupt, the words from your mouth will also be corrupt because you speak what you think. You speak what you think. Number six, guard against speaking words of flattery for the purpose of manipulating family members and others to get what you want. Now, that's big. Guard against what? Flattery. Guard against flattery. For the purpose of manipulating family members and others to get what you want. Your words mean absolutely nothing if your motives are sinful and self-centered. Your words means absolutely nothing if your motive is all defiled. Your words means absolutely nothing if your motives are sinful and self-centered. First uh, Thessalonians 2, 5 says, never once did we try to win you with flattery. As you well know, and God is our witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. That's how some women are one. They want to flatter that man, some man, and they said all this nice stuff that you want to hear. You cute, you fine. Uh, you smart, you this, you that. I like the fact you're a Christian. You know, they're just saying all that stuff. And they're just setting you up because not all of them. And, and, and men do, and women does, women will do it too. You know, and, and then they'll, they'll flatter, flatter, flatter until you just give in and give them what they want. And once they get what they want, they, they revert back to, them old, to their old selves. Beloved, words of flattery with hidden agendas are deceitful. Is cunning and crafty for the purpose of self-gain. Flattery is cunning and crafty for the purpose of self-gain. People flatter others to control them. They flatter others to get sex. They flatter others for money, for entrapment, 
to get a position from the boss or somebody in authority, to get power, to gain power. You cannot glorify God and use words of flattery for personal gain at the same time. You cannot glorify Christ and use words of flattery for personal gain at the same time. Number seven, there must be a level of trust to have effective communication in the family. There has to be a level of what? Trust. Proverbs 31.11a says, Proverbs 31.11a says, the heart of her husband safely trusts her. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. Look at that. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, and even vice versa. A lack of trust creates a barrier in how we relate to one another. When you don't trust, there goes the relationship, there goes the communication, there goes everything. Communication fails where there's a lack of trust. Communication fails when there's a lack of trust. Healthy marriages and relationships are built on loyalty. My wife and I, this past Tuesday, celebrated 42 years of marriage. And we, and we stayed together. We've been there together. We said, we look at each other. How did we stay married that long? Number one, it was Lord. Number two, it was commitment. It was faithfulness. And it was trust. She, I, I can go anywhere. And, uh, and she trusts me. She can go. I don't ask her when you come back. Tell me where you've been. How long you were there. And why were you there? Who did you talk to? Why did you talk to him that long? That was two minutes too long now. Come on. Come on. When, when, you, when your relationship is secure, you don't ask all those kinds of questions. A lack of trust creates a barrier in how we relate to each other. Communication fails where there's a lack of trust. Healthy marriages and relationships are built on loyalty, commitment, and trust, which creates a loving environment for good communication. Marriage is built on trust. On trust. A person that's not used to lying, they dead giveaway when they lie. Even when I'm playing, you know, I can play with my staff. I can play with my Just a playful mood. And they say, oh, Pastor, you know you. I, I give, I'm a giveaway. They can just look at my face. Oh, Pastor, you shucking and jiving. Because they know they, in their head, yeah, I, I can't do it because I'm not used to lying. I can't even play lie. But that ought to be good. Some of y'all lying so long, you're a smooth liar. Smooth. Your wife got to fast three weeks to figure out whether you, whether you were telling the truth or telling the lie. Oh, petitioning God, Lord, is this a lie? Is it the truth from him? That's a shame. She ought to be praying about the world and diseases and viruses. She's praying three weeks trying to figure out, are you telling the truth? Number eight, husbands and wives will communicate better if they just relax and enjoy each other's presence rather than always focusing on issues. Just relax and enjoy each other's presence. I, I declare, my wife and I, we, 
we go in the hotel and stuff, and we, we sometimes, my wife, we have to call, call security, call downstairs. I mean, they have a knockdown drag outs. You know, you can have, you can go on a vacation and have the biggest fight on vacation. You on this cruise, you're going to pay $10,000, and you come back huffing and puffing, and you do. He make me sick. All this money. Cruising. You in Hawaii. And you. No enjoyment. Can't hold hands. And you sure not going any further. Why are y'all laughing? I didn't say nothing did I? <laughs> Everything's gone. Out the window. Gone. You have more interaction with your cell phone with you than with your husband on vacation. On vacation. Oh, God. You didn't just get. You've been tight all year long. You've been doing this and that. You've been going. Y'all been zipping and zapping. I know sometimes you got to have to talk about issues, but, but a lot of times, when you're on a vacation, take a vacation from the issues too. Y'all need to write that down. That's so practical that you miss it. When you're on vacation, go on and take, oh, you know what? I got 15 things we got to work out while we on vacation. Oh, please. Don't go there now. <laughs> Time out. 15. You build a healthy marriage and communication by spending quality time together. There are occasions when you, the whole family ought to get together and go somewhere. Go on a ride, go on a trip, go to Disney, go drive off to Colorado, drive somewhere. You know, get time in the car, you know, have time, go to Corpus, go somewhere. All the children, load them up and take Lassie too. Lassie going now. You know, Lassie go everywhere. Lassie sleep. He go to the hotel. Lassie's at H-E-B. You know, Lassie's in the basket. I mean, I was at H-E-B and I see these dogs in the basket. What did I do? I told, the, I told the, the, the manager, I said, manager, there's a dog in the basket. That's a dog. No, I'm going to do something. The dog screaming and it's real in all down there. And then you got to come back and put your child in that same seat. Put the meat in there where that dog been sitting. That's the flea hanging onto your child's diaper. <laughs> you need some sanitizer. Give me something. You got to scrub the basket down. You got to scrub the hammer down. Get the dog hair out just to put your baby in there. <laughs> okay. Where did I leave off? You, when you walk away, you lose your place, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there are occasions when you should have family time, but you must also have one-on-one time with your spouse. You need to identify some things that you enjoy doing together. I don't enjoy nothing. I, I we have, it, you got people, we divorcing on incompatibility. Well, why was that incompatibility when you, when you were dating? Nothing was incompatible. Then you get married, nothing's compatible. For example, 
spending time together, just a hubby and wife. Find a babysitter if you got children and be, be committed to date nights. You need to find a couple of safe babysitters. We had to do it. Safe. Say safe. They have to be safe. Not safe. You got to look at them. Don't just look at them one time and say, they, oh, they look like they're all right. No, you got to spend time with them. You got to hang with them. You got to go do things with them. You got to look at them, figure them out. Now, they got to be safe. Find a safe babysitter and then go on date nights. You say, some of y'all say, I don't know what to do. Let me give you a list <laughs> so I can move that element out the way. Go out to dinner and a movie. Read a book together. These are just various options. Go on walk. Go exercise together and lose five pounds. Travel together. Just sitting together having an ice cream cone in the mall. Watching folk pass by. Won't you cook something together? My wife showed me how to cook tuna. Make tuna. I was putting, trying to put this and this. I was, I was trying to take the thing. Look how y'all, y'all love, y'all get real quiet. <laughs> I was trying to get the, the can open. I, well, first of all, I didn't know what a can opener was. And I was just, I was already in problem. You know when you don't even know what a can opener is. I said, let's cook them. Let's do some tuna together. I already bought the eggs. I could do that. You know, I, you know, I got them cooking in there. I was putting the thing in there and I was trying to get the thing to work. Just trying to get it to work. I said, she said, uh, Randy. Have you tried plugging up? I said, oh, my goodness. Are you right? I was ready to go. I was ready to leave that place and go on back. I said, how much mayonnaise you put in here? How much? She said, get a, get a little this and a little that. A little this, a little that. I said, look, how much? How much? And when I ate that tuna, it was so bitter. But we didn't fight over it. She was patient with me. I need, I need a tuna lesson. You trying to eat this? <laughs> so, so uh, cook something together. Uh, play games together. Drink coffee and tea together in bed at the table. You can drink your tea or coffee on the couch, sitting outdoors. Together, what I said, sitting outdoors together and just watching the stars. You might find a big dipper. What about bike riding together? I don't ride bikes. I might fall. I might fall. What about going to concert? Just sit yourself down. You go, You don't get vertigo that way. Go to concert. What about sporting events? I don't like football. Go to baseball. I don't like baseball. Go to basketball. I don't like basketball. But what do you like? Go to the zoo. See the elephant. Look at the, look at the tusk. Look at, the, look at the big ears. Go to the rodeo. We just had the rodeo. Go to the rodeo. Walk the grounds. Sit down and re- reminisce about your favorite memories in your marriage. Why don't you wish both of you go get pampered together? Just go get pampered. Just lay out. Get both of y'all. Man, you know your, your feet all rusty and hard. She can't, she can't, don't, don't, you can't, you gonna touch her and you scratching her all the way down. All the way down, just scratch her. 
Get those hard nails cut. Put some, let them put some lotion on there. Put some oils on there. You need a whole lot on that foot. I ain't going there. Yes, you do. You need to go. Get those calluses down. You. <laughs> Get pampered together. Travel to a safe, quiet, beautiful place for a picnic. If I, a picnic? You can be in your backyard. Or won't you just take a, a staycation? Respite. You can just one in town. I like those. A staycation respite in town. You, you don't have to worry about driving 400 miles. Just go somewhere and just park and enjoy. Be mindful that you do not have to spend a lot of money to enjoy each other. 1 Peter 4, 8a says, above all, love each other deeply. Love each other deeply. Number nine, last but not the least, you will never effectively communicate with others if you harbor unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart. You will never effectively communicate with each other if you harbor what? Unforgiveness and what? Bitterness in your heart. Ephesians 4.31a and 32 says, get rid of all bitterness. Underline that. Get rid of all bitterness. Verse 32. Instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You cannot have a meaningful conversation with others until you first repent and have been delivered by the Lord from the stronghold of bitterness and unforgiveness. This will enable you to communicate in a way that pleases our Lord. You really emulate Christ when you forgive those who have hurt you deeply. You look so much like Christ when you forgive the husband for something he did to you 13 years ago, or four years ago, or vice versa, the wife. When you love Christ so much that you want to be like him in forgiveness. Luke 23, 34 says, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. On the cross, as they were crucifying him, as he was dying to atone the sins of the very one who, who put him on the cross. And not only them, but for all who would trust him alone by faith through grace. He said, Father, forgive him. They're killing me. They're murdering me. I just did your will. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. In closing, the best way to communicate effectively is to practice, is to practice Psalms 1914. Is to practice Psalms 1914. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You see that? Let's say it together. Now, let the words and the meditation. Say it louder again. Let.
The meditation of your heart and the words of your mouth cannot be acceptable before the Lord until he brings transformation in the heart. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We pray, Lord, that you would cement this truth in our hearts. And I pray, Lord, that marriages be healed, made better, be transformed. And I pray, Father, that some single person, some widow, widower, some married couple, divorced couple, some person who's under my voice would say, I need Jesus. I need my dark soul inhabited by the life of God. And may you come in now in Jesus' name. And all God's children say, As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.